Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Dead and Road Show. This is Bill, and joining me is hello, 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 hello. Anyone? 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 No? No? No one? No one? No one? No one? No one? No one? Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's just me. Um, <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> I ran out of uh, <laughs> available uh, people that I could drag into this thing. Um, so uh, we're flying solo, like Amelia Earhart, just just heading just heading on out there. Um, yeah, this is going to be uh, an experiment. Just one more variation on the show because uh, the show has had uh, various different forms like whenever uh, I first booted it up with Roger and we were going to try to it was going to be like the update channel for the videos that we were going to make and we made uh, a thing to update on video projects before we had any video projects which was you know putting the cart before the horse and so then we were like, okay, well, let's put in some actual content into the podcast itself. And so then we were like, well, what are we both interested in? And we both liked horror. So then we were going to do like horror updates. But then we quickly realized that there wasn't a whole ton of like news and things. And especially whenever the scheduling for when we could record, we couldn't really be like on the beat of that stuff. And so then it just sort of turned into like, you know, whatever we wanted to talk about. Um, and then he couldn't do the show anymore. And so then it was on the back burner for a while. And then I dragged Ian in and then we were weekly and that was going well for a while. And then he had to bail out of the show um, because everybody around me gets, you know, gainful, regular employment. And I'm living my decrepit media hermit life. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but it's just, it's just very funny. Like <laughs> they can put on their resume that they did the podcast and it works out very well for them. But then I put on my resume that like I run the podcast and it does absolutely nothing for me. It does, it does literally zero for me. Um, and so then I was like, okay, well I could bring in like, you know, my little brother and I could do it, uh, sort of like what me and Ian were doing, or I could, you know, try to formulate the show in a different direction. And uh, this is that different direction. And it's not like a radically different direction, but I decided to lean into that crazy hermit thing just a little bit, just a tiny little bit. Um, and what I mean by that is, is like um, I used to listen to uh, the Mark Marin show, you know, like a, a very <laughs> much more successful podcast than this one. But he would do that beginning like bit at the middle, like sort of like the opening monologue where he would like talk about his personal life and just sort of ramble on and sound like a crazy old man. And um, I found that bit to be much more entertaining than the interview portions that he would do, because like I don't I don't really listen to uh, interview podcasts. It's not really the kind of style that uh, I'm, I'm very interested in. That's not really the kind of podcast that I gravitate to. But I really enjoyed his opening monologue bits because I liked his comedic voice and, you know, sort of what he had to say about certain topics. Uh, and so I was like, well, maybe I can kind of do something like that. And so what I'm going to try to do is cross thread the sections between like like a manifesto sort of like therapy session and like shock jock radio and this is not a you know heel turn into like you know <laughs> or i'm just gonna start spouting off crazy like right-wing bullshit like i haven't you know completely cracked 
Um, and this is sort of a larger pivot to uh, the whole um, Dead and Road brand, where like the main channel feed on the website, deadandroad.co, is going to be more blog-focused posts, uh, like less product stuff, like less sort of like quote-unquote professional, like, you know, resume pieces. Because uh, as the years go by, I realized that those are basically worthless. And the one way that I was um, seeing revenue from those was through affiliate marketing. And uh, Amazon, which is the way I was getting those affiliate marketing, is like, that's that was already like scummy enough, like working with Amazon, you know, for like the affiliate links and utilizing cookies in order to, uh, when people make a purchase after they've clicked on a link, I get a kickback on that. And, it, you know, I'm very upfront about those kinds of things. If you look on the site, uh, it's in the privacy policy. It's uh, at the bottom of every single post I make, any links to products, you know, it's that's what's going on. That's the that's the system that's set up. But as the years go by, Amazon uh, cuts those commissions even further and further and further. Uh, it just becomes less worth it to plaster your website with uh, affiliate links. And so I'm going to basically like I have written here, like less professional and more confessional. And so it's going to be a more personal branded sort of thing. Um, more of the shit that I care about, less product reviews, less um, just things that are like going to be like, oh, yes, this is a, this is a website, you know, and this is like this is more of a blog, uh, if that makes sense. And so the show is going to also reflect that and it's going to lean more into um, more of the outlandish things that I was I guess I was interested in like the things that me and Ian would talk about or I guess the things that I would bring to the table that he would be like I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now and so I'm just going to do that because I don't really care anymore <laughs> is the is the basis of it um so uh if you didn't like did it all for the Moogle I'm very sorry it's sticking around it's sticking around because uh that's just a major part of uh my interests and what I do in my free time is play JRPGs so that's sticking around um and also I just want to I have a lot of shit that I have to say I think and I want to rant and rave a little bit because I get pissed off and I need to I need to talk about it um and if it turns out that this is a little too uh out there it's a little too weird a little too who's gonna give a shit about this then i'll listen back to it and then i won't release it because that's what i do as an editor <laughs> it's like oh this is this is no good this is really this is really no good and if you could say that i've i released 70 74 episodes prior to this and let that pass through the filter, then, well, I guess that says more about my judgment than anything else, but that's what's going to happen. So you can consider this season three, like the third incarnation of what's going on. Uh, it For now, it's just going to be me uh, ranting into the microphone by myself. Uh, so that's the update on the show. Um, and for this first one, since I've not done any kind of recording in three months-ish, I think this one's going to be a little more chill. Uh, but we will see. We will see what happens to me. Um, all right. So I do have some things I want to talk about. Let's just get into that. Um, this happened about a month ago, but uh, I really want to talk about how big of an asshole I am because there was uh, about a month ago, it was like three in the morning and an Amber alert came in and it's like, yeah, that's whatever that happens whenever, you know, they send them, I guess, you know, and 
the thing is, is that it shouldn't have bothered me too much because I was already awake. So it's not like the Amber Alert woke me up, but it came in at three in the morning and I, I realized like, what is the, what is the purpose of this? Like, and I, I know, I know the grander, <laughs> I know the grander purpose of it, obviously is to like try to locate a kid that has been kidnapped or is missing or, you know, whatever. But sending out a blast at 3.30 in the morning, that probably won't wake people up. And then whenever they would see it, whenever they would wake up a few hours from then, it, it would no longer be on their phone. So th- there it is no longer useful. And then also, say it does wake somebody up and they get out, they roll out of bed. They think they're getting a call or something. And it's an Amber Alert looking out for, you know, like a a, a, a white Ford Taurus or, or whatever it is, you know, because they, they give a, a car sometimes or even a license plate, whatever information they have in them. Like you roll out of bed and what are you going to do with that information? It's it, the, the, the chances that you have any kind of one context or two like lead for that is so minuscule that it like doesn't seem worth it. And so I felt like the biggest piece of shit as I was already awake. This did not wake me up. This did not really bother me, you know, in, in some kind of like inconvenience whatsoever as I look at it and like I'm I'm running through the same exact situation in my head. What 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 actual usefulness does this serve? Is this actually going to help locate this missing child? I go through my settings and I'm like looking up how I can turn off the Amber Alerts on my phone. <laughs> and um, if you're curious, you can turn them off. You could look it up. <laughs> you could turn them off. <laughs> so, so I did. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh that's the kind of caliber person I am. <laughs> so I turned off the amber alerts when they really weren't they really weren't impacting me at all. <laughs> um so I guess I'm not really aiding in I don't know if that's not it's not really human trafficking. It's usually like domestic disputes or whatever, but like you know, so I'm just in, I know and as I'm doing I'm going through the motions of like you know, going through the settings and it's very deep. You got to really go deep into the settings. I'm just feeling like the biggest piece of shit in the world. And I'm like, I'm almost saying it out loud. I'm like, yep, yep. You're a piece of shit. You're the scum of the earth. I was like, yeah, I know, but I don't want to see this. (laughs) I don't want to see it because I was thinking, I was like, I'm not asleep, but I could be, I could be possibly inconvenienced by this slightly. And I don't want to see it. Oh, so that was like a month ago. Have I successfully alienated anybody that um would tune in? I think so. I think so. Well, that was fun for me, but if it wasn't fun for you, maybe this will turn things around. Um, a while ago, I got a dead letter here. And so I'm going to keep doing dead letters until I don't get them anymore. Um, I actually don't know what email this came in because it came. I don't know how they blocked. This is weird. 
they blocked the recipients. It says to undisclosed recipients. So I don't actually know which email this came into because I have too many email addresses. Um, but this is from Mrs. Jack Mann. And the subject line is word of God, all caps. And so that got me immediately. That's a great hook. Um, dearest, this is a bequest notice. I'm sure this mail will be coming to you as a surprise. Since we have never met before, you would also be asking why I've decided to choose you amongst the numerous internet users in the world. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, precisely, I cannot say why I've chosen you, but do not be worried, for I saw your profile on the internet, which has made me accomplish my request. May the almighty God bless and see through you with this mission, if you carefully read and digest the message below. Uh, before I move further, permit me to give you a little of my biography. I am Mother Emily Olivier Jackman, 67-year-old woman and the wife of late Sir Jackman Olivier, who died... Oh, wait, they've already mixed up the first and last names. Is it Olivier Jackman or Jackman Olivier? Okay, anyway, well, Jackman Olivier uh, died alongside our only child in a plane crash on Monday, the 7th of September, 1998. Well, they're flying from New York to Geneva. Please see the site below for more information. And the site is uh, cnn.com slash world Swiss Air victims list, which I don't think is real. Something tells me it's not real. It is not. Um, and it's the usual thing. They're going to give me a big chunk of change. Uh, but I just don't. I don't understand why the subject line was word of God. And I just love Mrs. Jack Mann. And the name was supposed to be Jackman. So that's what I've been up to. Um, and that's all the letters we have. If you have any feedback or a, uh, you would like to bequeath something, a video at denner.co. Much appreciated. Now, um, another thing that I want to talk about, and depending on, I can't tell the reach of certain news anymore. So, so I don't know if this got, out past the sports world or what, but um, maybe it did. You know, it was it was sort of a big deal. Um, the the Buffalo Bills player that almost died on the field, uh, Demar Hamlin, when he got he got hit during the uh, Bills Bengals game, or I guess he during the process of him making a tackle, um, his heart stopped and had to be resuscitated on the field, and you know he was taken to the hospital. He was in intensive care. Uh, and luckily he, he made it through that. Um, uh, it turns like, it seems to be this week and I guess it started, uh, during the Bengals or I guess the Bills most recent game. Um, did they play the Bengals again? I guess they did. I guess they played the Bengals again. Um, where he, uh, was at the game. He was in like a, a, you know, a suite or whatever. Um, and the game, uh, it, it, it snowed during the game. And so, um, the, the cameras were like pointed at him and his family in the suite. But since it was snowing so much, you couldn't really see him. And since then, a ton of conspiracy theories have now popped up saying that he actually died. He didn't make it through the, you know, what he went through, like uh, his heart stopping and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And he died. And there is now like the NFL and the Buffalo Bills and the now the, I guess the media is covering that fact up and there is either a body double or an actor or uh, I've seen so um, some go so far as to say that uh, a clone of him is out there being him and it is going as far as people harassing him you know that he needs to show his face and give interviews and make some kind of public declaration that it's actually him um and this is insane obviously and entirely fucked up for like this for this young guy to have been through you know he almost died right and to then have to be harassed by the supposed people 
that because I've seen this comment a lot. It's like, well, we all prayed for him and we all gave to his charity. So the least he could do is show his face. I've literally seen that exact those exact words. And it's like, what the fuck does he possibly owe you? You prayed for him. OK, so what? So what? He didn't he didn't ask you to do that. He didn't. He couldn't move. He didn't ask you for shit. He was knocked out in a hospital bed. He had no idea what the fuck was going on. He didn't know where he was. So you prayed for him. So what? He doesn't owe you his time, his effort. He doesn't owe you anything. He didn't ask anybody to donate to his charity. That's the whole point of charity is that you're supposed to do it without anything in return. That's the whole idea of it. Even if you supposedly did like the, the amount that was given, like it doesn't matter. That's the, and like if it's a charity, he does not personally benefit from that. Like the, the, the twisted, the twisted mentality here, the entitlement is like sick and deranged. And so I saw on Twitter he posted a, a photo of himself wearing sort of like a um, I guess it's more like a ski mask, but like where it shows like your eyes. Uh, and then the only thing he wrote was clone. So he's just like fucking with these people. He's fucking with these deranged people. He's like, yeah, I'm a fucking clone. And uh, they, they didn't take that too well. It's like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. I, I almost died. I almost died. Like, and you're going to harass me for just existing for existing. Why should he have to be paraded around in the media so you feel better? And I said this to my dad. Um, It was like the following week, whenever it was basically like he was out of intensive care. And, you know, it was like he's going to be all right. Um, And the players were wearing patches, you know, or I guess it was the week afterwards where they like already had stopped wearing patches for him, you know, on their on their helmets or their jerseys or whatever. Uh, And they kind of sort of stopped talking about it already. And I said to him, I was like, don't you kind of get the sense that the whole apparatus, like the the NFL and like the, the, the surrounding the surrounding coverage of it sort of like wishes he died. And my dad said, no, what are you talking about? And what I mean by that is like they were sort of looking for a martyr. They were sort of looking for like, yeah, he gave his life for the game, you know, and like, oh, this was so terrible. But like, you know, like they wanted something to grieve. They wanted they wanted a body. They didn't want him. They wanted a body. And whenever he was okay, like they just they just wanted the action of doing like they wanted the prayers. They wanted prayers for Damar. They wanted all this. They wanted to wear the patches. They wanted to then play the game for him. But then whenever he was OK, that like stopped immediately. That stopped immediately. And then there's like no talk about like the what the rest of his life is going to look like where he's he's probably done with the game. Right. Like, I don't I don't know what his recovery looks like. I don't know what's going like. I He's up and walking around, which is great. But like the only comparison I can come up with is uh, the Steelers player, Ryan Shazier, who had a, like kind of a similar on the field thing, but it was more of a spinal thing where it wasn't sure if he was even going to fucking walk again. And um, it's like, well, yeah, you're done. You're like done. You're not playing again. And so it's like, what does your life like look like after the fact? Like, what does your health care look like after the fact? And nobody gives a shit about any of that. It's just like, OK, well, now you're not like this, this sacred idol now. Now we don't have to pray for Damar because Damar is OK. We don't need we don't need the body. We don't have a body anymore. So now what do we do? And so they turn they turn on him. They turn on him. They wish he was dead. These people wish he was dead. Like it's not enough. It's not enough for them that he's alive and he did show up. He showed up at the game. But that's not enough. They want they want more. They want more. They want more from him. 
They, he has to give interviews. They have to they have to see him. He has to show his face. And no, that's not enough. That's not enough. It's like they want to keep clawing and clawing and clawing and tearing at his body. But it's like it's so sick. It's so fucking sick. Um, it just it makes me like they I can't state it any other way other than they wish he was dead. They wish he died. I don't know. It's fucking it's fucking bleak. It's really fucking bleak. They can't just leave somebody alone. They, they, they would go so far as to say that the, the, the NFL, which is such a, a bumbling, idiotic organization, has the ability to clone people like they they can't. This is this is an organization that, uh, as we recently discovered, uh, pays out concussion settlements less to black people than to white people. They they somehow have the ability to clone humans. It's. It's the, the hoops people will jump through to rationalize why they feel entitled to something, why they feel entitled to a perfect stranger's time and effort and acknowledgement. It's like he doesn't owe you shit. Nobody owes you shit. And that's really hard for a lot of people to grasp is that nobody owes you shit. People want to be the main character. And when they're not, things can get dark. Things get really dark when they're not the main character. And we see that on social media when you have a lot of people trying to be the main character at once. Related to this is something I saw earlier this week. And a lot of this was making the rounds because this is sort this is like a little throwback to, I don't know, mid mid 2020, I guess. Uh, so people are doing fake vaccine shit again, where they're claiming all kinds of bullshit that the vaccines cause. Uh, you know, when they we first got the first shots and there was the crazy lady that said that she had magnetism, like she was now magnetized and spoons were sticking to her and all kinds of shit. And now people are doing fake, fake seizures. And uh, there was one that was making the rounds that found its way to my feed. And I'm actually writing a piece about this. It'll be up on the site fairly soon because I'm, I'm, I'm basically done with it. But like... <laughs> It, it just depends on how much I want to rant about it, really, is uh, this woman claiming uh, that she has uh, dysautonomia caused by the vaccine. And to showcase that, she says that she has severe tremors and she posts a little video and she hits record and she picks up a beer can and then starts shaking the can violently and then she stops shaking, puts the can down and then presses stop record. And her hand doesn't shake before she picks up the can and it doesn't shake when she's setting down the can. It only shakes like crazy whenever she puts the can in her hand. And it's the fakest thing you've ever seen. It's clearly obvious. Uh, and she has she basically goes down the, the list Wikipedia list of symptoms for dysautonomia. She says she has migraines, you know, uh, fatigue. Just very basic general shit that uh, dysautonomia and its related disorders can cause. And her stories aren't straight either. You know, sometimes she has uh, elevated heart rate and she posts like, you know, an Apple watch of that. And it's like, OK, but that, you know, you could have jogged in place for, you know, 20 seconds and then posted that photo like it's it's whatever. And um, nobody's buying it, of course. Right. Like if you have two eyes. You know, you could you don't or you know, you could be partially blind and see, you know, that this is bullshit. Um, but this pissed me off in particular because and this is I allude to some of my bullshit a lot uh on, on the show, uh, but I don't really talk about it openly, um, is that I have this autonomy. 
I actually have this disorder. I have what's called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And so I actually have uh, most of those symptoms. <laughs> I actually fucking have them. So this royally pissed me off. And I did a little thread about it on Twitter. I, it was only a couple tweets, but like, you know, I don't I don't usually like tweet out personal shit like that. So it was a little bit of a rarity for me. And um, it's just kind of funny now because like this lady's tweets were de deleted. Um, and cause this, it, this really, really enraged me. Like this really got me fucking going. Like I was actually like fucking fuming. Um, and I know it shouldn't because it's just uh, a crazy fucking grifter lady just trying to spread bullshit propaganda, but it really pissed me off because it's like, well, now they're looking for somewhat obscure disorders in order to discredit harmless vaccines for a dis for you know an illness that is still getting spread around and is just still wreaking havoc it's it just really pisses me off because i i have those symptoms and i've lived with those symptoms for how old am i now for at least 11 years that's when i got diagnosed it was 11 years ago but i dealt with them for probably much longer um and just really didn't know uh, but i got diagnosed in high school and like so like i have tremors like my hands just constantly shake and they don't shake violent like you know like i can't hold a fucking beer can um but they're just kind of constantly there and in my case i'd never even noticed them until a doctor was like you know your hands shake you have tremors and i was like no i <laughs> i generally didn't notice i just thought that was normal uh the same for my elevated heart rate uh, like my heart, my resting heart rate is like, I don't know, 85, 90, like around there. And it's not unusual for it to go into the hundreds, just sitting, you know? Um, it's, so that's just something I fucking deal with every single day. Like I just have tachycardia. It's just, it's just what I, what I deal with. Um, it's like so common that like, I'll go to my regular doctor and I'll just be sitting there and like, they'll, they'll do, you know, the standard heart rate, blood pressure. Um, and he'll be like, are you nervous? Your heart rate's really high. And I'm like, no, that's how it always, like he fucking forgets like almost every single time that I have tachycardia. So it's just so fucking constant in my life. And, um, I have, uh, I have migraines, you know, I, I have, I have constant migraines. Like just this week I had three straight days of migraines and they're debilitating migraines where when they're bad enough and constant enough, I, I'm, I'm useless. I can't do anything. I just can't. Um, and the fatigue is sometimes bad enough where I also just can't do anything. And so it makes keeping regular work hours very, very difficult, very difficult for me. That's the biggest issue I have. Um, and it deeply affects me and what I can do. Uh, and it's taken, uh, a lot for me like this is why I don't talk about it because like I feel like talking about it is like sort of recognizing that it's like disabling for me and I hate calling like I I hate seeing it as a disability like I hate trying to classify it that way because it's like no I can live I'm fine I can walk around like you know like I hate I hate doing that but there are there are just like some days and weeks where I'm just I'm just fucking useless and I can't do shit so to see somebody faking that is like fuck you fuck you I wish the worst for you to sit there and you're shaking your legs up and down like a toddler because you're trying to spread shit about a harmless shot. You're scared of a boo-boo. You're scared of the needle. You're a child. You're a pathetic child. You're actually a grifter because this woman has a GoFundMe 
for her quote-unquote vaccine injuries. So she's actually a grifter. Fuck you and anybody that does the same shit. People faking seizures. Have a history of epilepsy in my family. That's fucking it's ridiculous actually clown behavior like the fact that you just go you, you go online and you put the cringiest video of you shaking with a heineken can it was literally a beer can you're talking about how you have neurological problems maybe lay off the booze for starters go fund me they just let you put anything up there i guess it's like no i've lived with this shit the best part is is that the fuck was that sorry the house just shook for some reason i don't know what the fuck that was the best part is, is that uh, some of the symptoms that I have, like some of them were supposed to like fade away in my 20s. And it's like, well, I'm like 30 now and I still got them. So it's fun. It's like it, it, was, it was great. I was 18 and I was on heart medication. I was on the same heart medication that my grandfather was on. The exact same one. 18 years old on heart medication. And guess what? That grandfather died the following year from heart problems. So I, it's I don't take this shit lightly. I really don't. So like. Yeah, it's it's funny to watch this fucking wino shake the beer can. It is because it's laughable. It's laughable and it's cringy, especially because nobody's buying it. But the fact that there are these people just running free, just running around spreading this absolute garbage really pisses me off. It really pisses me off. It pisses me off to think that there are some days where I get up and I well, calling it getting up is is. You know, just, I guess, a euphemism because I can't do shit. I can't do shit that day. Three days this week, I couldn't do shit because of the migraines. Having to lay down in a dark room for three days straight because I can't do anything. When when literally all of my work is digital and I have to look at screens. Getting behind on my work. I have a fucking editorial calendar that I'm getting behind on. I don't put up GoFundMes. I don't do pity woes me shit. I've lived with my shit. I don't blame... See, I don't blame vaccines or anybody else. I don't, I don't, anyway, I'm just, I'm just repeating myself at this point, but it pisses me off. It pisses me off really badly. And so when I see other vaccine skeptics, like even people that aren't like faking illnesses or shit like that, just know that I equate you. I equate you with the people that are faking illnesses too. Just know that because you're on the same team. You are, you have the same end goal. You have the same propaganda. So just keep that in mind. I'm smiling now. You can't see it, but I'm smiling now. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Before I sound too insane, let's move on. Um, I had some other serious stuff, but let's have a little fun. Uh, time for everybody's favorite. Great. Um, yeah, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm still doing Moogle. I'm still going to do it. I got some JRPG takes because it's been, it's been a few months and, um, I haven't finished as many JRPGs as I'd like to, but I played some. Um, so I played, uh, Crisis Core, the Final Fantasy VII spinoff. Um, that's such a weird game, man. That's a game that shouldn't exist, honestly. Um, but it does. And we got the, we got the remake of it. It, uh, its characterization is so misplaced, like, and I guess spoilers for Crisis Core, you know, and partially Final Fantasy VII, but Final Fantasy VII is a however old that game is. That game is almost as old as I am. Um, but, you know, the original Final Fantasy VII, like, places Zack as this sort of mythological figure. You know, he's in the background. He's like Aerith's first love and uh, where Cloud got his memories and holds him in such high regard and all this stuff. And then, and then you play this prequel where you play as Zack, and it turns out that Zack is Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, that's, like, that's his characterization. Like, it's, it's so apparent that they wanted to make him, like, the polar opposite, the Cloud's personality, but they turned 
they turn the dial too far to where he like he's just Sonic the Hedgehog. Where he's like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Like, it's just like it's too much. It's too much. And he's obnoxious until like he becomes more serious and takes the responsibility on his shoulders and that's like the end of the game which is basically retreading what you know from final fantasy 7 so the closer the game gets like beat beat by beat like redoing those parts of final fantasy 7 again um those are the parts that work <laughs> and they work because those are parts of the original Final Fantasy 7. It's like those are the proven bits, you know? So the the newer stuff, like this new characterization, I guess it's not new, but like this characterization of Zack is, is wacky and weird, you know? And like the other characters like Angeal and uh, oh, whatever the fucking, the other guy's name, the poetry guy, the guy that looks like Dante from Devil May Cry, whatever the fuck, is like... It's just, just, it's too, it's too out there. And you can really see the, the mid 2000s Tetsuya Nomura with it. Um, and it's like, the Sephiroth stuff is fine. They don't really fuck with Sephiroth because you kind of can't, you kind of can't fuck with Sephiroth. And again, that's like what, the part that stays true to the original Final Fantasy VII. And I'm not like a purist. I love what they're doing with the new remake. I actually fucking love it, you know? And I can't really be a purist because I played, I first played Final Fantasy VII uh, first pandemic year, whatever the fuck that was, 2020, I guess. So I'm not like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm like new to the whole, whatever, the canon, I guess. So I'm not like a purist. I'm just like trying to point out what works and what doesn't. So like the Sephiroth stuff is fine. But again, like half of that is just retreading literal scenes from the original game. Cause most of that shit is Cloud's memories. Like the, the shit that he stole from Zack. So like, we've already seen this. So like the whole, like the one winged angel thing, it was like a metaphor in the original game until it wasn't until he, you know, transforms into, you know, God Sephiroth or whatever. But then now it's like in, in, in crisis core, all these dudes are sprouting wings and the guy's name is Angel, 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 you know, it's like, it's goofy. It's just goofy. It's so fucking Nomura. But like at the end, at the end of the game where it ties directly into the original, the original Final Fantasy seven, like at Zack's end, it works. It actually fucking works because it's being actual, er, like it's being earnest instead of being this goofy Sonic the Hedgehog adventure. Like you could have had, you could have had Zack and he loses his mentor, you know, but without needing the other guy, right? You know, like and he meets Cloud and he sort of takes Cloud under his wing. And I didn't mean that pun with all the wing shit that was going on. It's just, you know, luckily it was short. You know, it's a, it's a short game because it's more of an action game. Uh, I don't know what exactly they changed in the combat system. I have a feeling they retrofitted some stuff from the remake to make it work from the PSP original. There's just like so many fucking side missions. I don't know how you can get through all those. I only did like 30% or something it said of the side missions. It's like, Jesus God, I felt like I did so many, too many, too many side missions. I mean, it, it makes me very curious what they're going to do with the remake. If they're going to collapse these timelines or if the ending of crisis core like like the, the ending of crisis core is open-ended like we don't know what happens to cisne who was an intriguing character we didn't get enough of her and we know that like cloud walks away from him with the buster sword but like okay and we just we just went along assuming zach is dead but, like all right and this is this is going to be heavy spoilers here but like so what? So if Zack is not dead, if you revive Zack, you have to kill Eris or Aerith, whatever the fuck. 
You have to kill her. You can't resurrect two characters. Then you're full blown JRPG, the power of friendship. And you can't you can't do that. You can't resurrect two of them. But I guess we'll see because I think, well, first up, we're going to get Final Fantasy 16. And then next year, maybe we'll get the next. What is it? I forget what the title is. Their titles are all over the place. The next part of the remake. So, but uh, speaking of PSP ports, uh, Atlas fans, they 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 got issues, man. I feel I feel like they've been infiltrated by Nintendo fans. Like honestly, like I knew people wouldn't be happy with the Persona Three port just because of its how weird it is. But I didn't think they would be unhappy with it for the reasons that they are. Um, so Persona 3 port is released on all the major platforms, uh, Xbox, PC, PlayStation, Switch, you know, it's on everything. Um, and I'm following the development of a bunch of mods for the game because the original game for the PSP does not have the, uh, anime FMV cutscenes, uh, like the original release for the PlayStation 2 does, uh, but there is a mod for the PSP that adds the cutscenes in. And so I'm following along the, with those modders as they try to uh, finish or like maybe port their mod or just basically make that same mod for the PC version. Uh, and there are a bunch of other mods that are in development for the PC version of the game. Um, and some of those modders and also some of the people that are following along with those mods are unhappy with the quality of this port. And... I just don't see it. I don't I don't see what the problem is, to be honest with you. It seems so nitpicky. They're unhappy with the audio quality. Um, and I've, I'm like listening to the comparisons between the PSP and the PC version, and they sound identical to me. And I'm pretty in tune to like when shit doesn't sound very good, you know? Like I don't go full blown audiophile, but like I know when something sounds off and they sound the same. Like I really don't see the issue. And then here's the thing people have already released mods that uh, put the PS2 sound files into the game. So if you're on PC, you can just, if that's an issue for you, you can fix it. Um, and then they're claiming that, uh, well, Atlas um, used a, a second party studio to help with the port. And they're claiming that that studio used some kind of freeware anime upscaler called Waifu2DX or something like that. And so that's apparently like cringy or it's bad or whatever. Uh, but I got to say, like the the bust ups, which are sort of like the character portraits, because that's what that's what it shows. Like it shows the waist up. So they're called bust ups. Um, they they look fine. <laughs> they look fine. <laughs> like, you know, like like the game is running at high resolutions, at high frame rates on PC. Um, I've played it at 4K 60. I've played it at 1440p, 120 FPS, and I've played it on my Steam Deck. And it looks fine on all of them and it runs fine on all those resolutions and frame rates. So, and I played the PSP version on my Vita over like, Jesus, over 10 years ago. So like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't know what the issue is. I really don't. I, it, it seems really nitpicky. And maybe these are people that like are, have a, such a technical knowledge of, you know, the game's code because they worked on the PSP modding scene but like this was not advertised as anything other than the psp game on modern hardware and that's what we got 
And for 20 bucks, you know, like they didn't charge any ridiculous price. There's no stupid DLC. I I don't know. They even fixed a, a voice line with the uh, female character route where she was misgendered for a second. They just left in the, the male route line. It was it was just, a you know, a mistake, not even a bug. It was just like, you know, so they and they fixed that. Like, I don't know what more you wanted, you know, like and now people have um convinced themselves that uh, all oh, this port's bad, you know, and uh. There's there's rumors that they're going to remake Persona 3. And I'm just like, dudes, dudes, this is all we're getting. This is it. This is it. If they were remaking it, they wouldn't have released this. They just wouldn't have. There would have. Been, there's no reason to. It's they're not going to please everyone. They're just not because say they remade the game and however they made it, remake it will we'll piss somebody off. There'd be people clamoring. Oh, why didn't they just port the PSP game? That's better than this shit, you know. Oh, this is too much like Persona Five. I can I can see it now. I can see it now in in a parallel timeline where they remade Persona Three to include both FES and the female protagonist and all the improvements of Persona Three Portable, but with full movement. I can see it now. Somebody would be pissed off. It's too much like Persona Five. Blah 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 blah. Oh, they didn't keep the different physical attack differentiations they didn't keep stab blunt and slash i could i could see it now something would piss somebody off it's just like i'm happy we got this i can play persona 3 portable on whatever without having to emulate it high resolutions high frame rates it's fine it's fucking fine and now i can mod it now i can mod it i saw some people pissed off that they didn't change persona fusion to be manual skill inheritance. I'm like, but that's not the original game. The original game didn't have that. So now you want them to change the original? And people are like, well, they did that for Nocturne. They didn't do that uh, when it first released. That was a patch. They patched that in. They patched that in afterwards. It's like, so maybe they'll do it here or maybe somebody will mod it in, you know? Like, do you want it to be true to the original or do you want it to be updated? Because I guarantee you there are people on both sides. Guarantee you. So I do think since it was a modern port, they could have, included the cutscenes. I do think they could have done that. That's a small gripe, right? Like they they clearly could have done that without being limited by the, the PSP, obviously, but it's whatever. They didn't say that they would and didn't do it. There's no broken promises here. And you know, I I don't defend Atlas on everything they do, right? Like the, the Persona 25th thing was a fucking shit show, but this is a fine, it's fine. It's fine. And even if you're not on PC and you know, you, you don't mod or can't mod, literally, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's playable. There's no bugs or anything. At least I haven't heard about any on consoles. But yeah, it plays. It runs fine. It looks it looks fine. Like, I don't know. So that's what I'm doing. I'm playing the female protagonist route because I never um I never played that on the PSP version. And um I'm waiting for those cutscene mods to come in because uh the female protagonist route never had them, obviously. So it's like I'm not really missing out, you know. And whenever I played it originally, I I guess I never realized that they were missing, you know, so it's like the more, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, I just I just think people need to chill the fuck out, just chill out. And they're not going to remake it. They're not going to. If they were going to, they wouldn't have released this. They wouldn't have. And if they were going to like if they were to remake it, that means Persona 6 is so fucking far off. It'll be so fucking far off if they remake three, because that would require P-Studio, not any kind of third party. You would not want a third party to remake something as important as Persona 3. You really wouldn't. I wouldn't. I sure as hell would not want anybody else but P-Studio to remake 3. Even if Hashino's gone doing whatever the fuck he's doing, you do not want anybody else but P-Studio remaking that game. No way. No, 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 no. Nobody else. Nobody else touches P3. You can't. You can't. But that would definitely mean P6 is far off. 
And I do think it is far off, by the way. I think it's very far off. I think that they have culminated a lot of what they are capable of um, design-wise, like gameplay systems-wise, with P5. And I think they might be tapped out looking for more, th- like more shit they can add to the battle system in between. Like we think, you think about what Royal got, you know, baton pass, at will, character change, showtimes, you know, um, personas with uh, passive abilities. I think they're tapped out system wise and they're probably searching for what more they can add. And I have this in the I know it's a joke at this point, the longest dating persona piece, but five is the culmination of everything that they were doing. Well, one system wise, like I just said, but also in terms of theme, it is the totality of their like bridging of the the Gnostic like uh, themes with the Jungian themes. And it is so complete in its theming that you see starting in P3. That whole, like, you look at modern Persona 3, or modern Persona is starting with Persona 3, right? With the social sim elements and how that fits into the Jungian archetypes and psychology, you know, system that they draw from. I think they culminated that in five and, and, you know, maybe like they're, they're a lot smarter than I am. So maybe they got, you know, let them cook. Right. But I think they might be tapped out. I think they might be based on the way they're the story and theming of Persona 5, like how complete it is. It's, it's so perfect. And I, I like this is why I write that write that fucking super long manifesto is because people shit on the story of Persona 5 and they just don't they don't fucking get it. They don't get it, man. They really don't. It's so perfect the way it blends Jungian psychology and Gnostic mythology that I don't see where they go. So I think they're probably struggling. So Persona 6, we're waiting. We're waiting, man. That's the only that's the only bit that gives me an inkling that, hey, maybe they will remake 3. Maybe that'll refresh the gears, is to go back to the roots of the social sim, right? Especially with some new people at the helm. Like, uh, I, I, I don't remember the names, but like the people that uh, directed Royal are now in charge of the Persona team. And... So maybe they need to go back to the roots of this style of persona because they're not going to abandon the social sim. That's what everybody's used to now. They ignore <laughs> they ignore persona one and two, especially two. They're not going back to old style RPG. People will be like, where the fuck is, you know, the social sim elements? Where the fuck is the calendar? They can't go back now. That's where persona is now. So I think maybe maybe they do need to rewind. That's the only that's the only evidence in my mind for a remake of three, but we still wouldn't have gotten this port. See, if it's just me, nobody's here to stop me. <laughs> I'm talking about Persona. Oh, shit. I had a couple other things, but I think I'm tapped out. Oh, boy. Uh, I think that's going to do it. That might be a show. I don't know if that's a show. I'll see when I listen back. If this was just a lunatic, then then it'll sit on my computer and never see the light of day. But who knows? Who knows? Um. I didn't even put in the notes my whole update spiel where you could follow and everything else. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Denard Road if you want to. T- Twitter's fucking trash. Uh, Facebook, Facebook is where I haven't logged into Facebook in months. Facebook.com slash Denard TV, uh, Twitch.tv slash Denard TV. Um, oh boy, I could try a one man live show. That would be something. Um, don't even get me started. I, I, I put this in the notes. I almost, maybe I'll talk about that next time. If there is a next time. Something I almost did. <laughs> Or might do. We'll see. 
um, and kofi.com slash road. I got to update that page. I'm going to revamp that page actually with the new direction that I'm going in. Um, if you feel like tossing a dollar or two, I know it's fucking, it's tough out here. It's tough out here for, for everybody, but yeah, that'll do it. Um, maybe I'll see you next time. Uh, if, if I decide that this was worth it, then it'll be back to the regular schedule of weekly until I maybe get exhausted. Maybe I'll go bi-weekly. Either way, I'll update that the next time I do this, which will either be next week the following week. And I know that sucks and I shouldn't do that. I should have a regimented schedule, but I have to listen to this first. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you sometime. <laughs>